We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. Hey, now, everybody. It is WNBA Finals time right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. This is Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. And Gabe, and we got the ones and the twos. We got the ones and the twos in the finals, best of five series. But I tell you what, it's going to be, I hope, a five-game final series because that's the best. And we want the best for the, the finals of this great WNBA season. I wish it was going seven. Um, but five I is fine. Seven. But you know, we'll take five. Five is good. Five is good. We're gonna get to home yeah. and all that. Um, mm. but yeah, no, it's October, it's crisp, it's right? Nice. We're finally get to the nice weather Ooh. to act basketball season <laughs> coming up. Uh yeah. I have my I have my coach polo because I had another polo that was creating an optical um. illusion that was very confusing in the camera. Okay. So the coach will if you're on YouTube, let me know what you think of the whole buttoned up look. Oh yeah, um, look at Gabe all buttoned up. I'm trying out different styles preseason. Yeah, yeah. Now's the time to experiment. Talk the world, Gabe. Break it but out. Break out all your stuff. <laughs> we're in the postseason for the WNBA, and obviously the Aces and the Liberty. Uh, game one is on Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah. on ABC. The Aces yeah. sweeping, sweeping the wings, which uh, yeah, great fight though. Great fight, great fight. Especially in the and and they push they push the Aces to the brink there in the that game three. Um, yeah. But the Aces came out uh, yeah. swinging at the end, but then 11 0 run and then promptly put away any descent. The Liberty yeah. went four games with the Sun before uh, moving on past them to give us the finals that everyone, <laughs> a lot of people wanted. I think this is the finals that is like the best for the league, though. These two are the 
Yeah. First off, uh, the most talked about teams, the most hyped yeah. teams. Yes. The most star-studded teams. Yes. The teams with the most players that like you Google uh, with the faces of the league. Yeah. And man. crazy. They're the two best teams in the league. So they are. I just think this is this should be everyone yeah. should just be so hyped for this. Yeah. I mean they were the top two teams all season long. And even with you know, Connecticut obviously uh giving a, a great fight in that four game series. Yeah. I mean it's it's been really great basketball across the board in the league throughout this season. And you know, when you have the super teams name hung on you in February or whatever, all these changes and all, you know, Stu York and all this stuff is popping and Candace Parker going to Vegas. And and that's why that was a super team because everyone's like, it's not a super team, it's the same as last year. But when it was named super team, that's when they had Raquana Williams and Candace Parker. You know, and they were beating. Well, and Alicia Clark could join that. And Clark, that. and Clark. And they had, you know, what did they have? A couple games out of the gates where they were winning by 30. And, and everybody was like, oh, snap, with the healthy team with Vegas. And, and of course, Alicia, I didn't mean any harm by, by not mentioning her. Oh, yeah. Uh, just someone being added to that squad. It was already, you know, obviously the WNBA champions uh, last year. So, I mean, a lot has changed as the year has progressed, but one thing that has remained the same is that, you know, these two teams have battled it out. You saw the Commissioner's Cup going to New York, okay, and it didn't go in the overall record, but trust and believe, New York remembers that, but so does Vegas, okay? And that was, to me, uh, a realization of how invaluable um, Mm -hmm. the presence of John Cole Jones was. And before that, it was still, you know, it was hit or miss in terms of the continuity and rhythm that John Quill Jones had with her new team, right? A lot of moving parts. And Sandy Brandella was saying, hey, she just needs to, you know, stay with it and, and get in a good game rhythm with, with what she brings. And what changed for her, Gabe, was her ability to get to the glass. And she said as much. And the second half of the season after that Commissioner's Cup, after All-Star break, we saw a different New York team because mm-hmm. of the change in John Quill Jones in that Commissioner's Cup game where she was named MVP. And, and you know, why don't we just get I was I have like some questions. Oh. Some, like I have like some little banners. So let's just get to yeah. my first one, because yeah. what you're talking about answers my first question, at least for me, is who is each team's X factor? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it, and it's crazy somewhat yeah. to sit here and say that, you know, John Quill Jones is an X factor given <laughs> everything she's accomplished, but you know, Stewie still gets all, gets a lot of the attention in terms of the defensive energy, the defensive focus, you know, John Quell somehow. Uh, and so Sabrina does as well. So John Quell can kind of, you know, find her spots and actually play, yes. I think in the way that, and you're saying when she found that rhythm toward in that second half of the year, she kind of figured out like, Oh, I can just mm-hmm. kind of play, you know, yeah. I can roll when I want to, I can pop when I want to. And my guards and Brianna and Binaja and Courtney are so good. They can get it to me. So, or I can just rush the rim and get offensive rebounds, which exactly. she did exactly. a lot too. Yes. And so, I mean, I think for her, just like the, what she's going to bring the most, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it as well, is that offensive rebounding. Cause that's just yeah. such a huge area for New York in this series. I mean, I'm looking, you look at the, at the four factors for each of the games in the regular season. That does not include, 
the right. commissioner's cup. Commission. Yep. <laughs> you look at, you look at the four factors, which, you know, one is, uh, affect the field goal percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've talked about this. The other, the others are turnovers, um, right. offensive rebounds and free throw rate. So okay. free throws, offensive rebounds, uh, turnovers and field goals. Okay. Every, all the ways that basketball possession can. So the team who won the field goal percentage battle was three and one, which mm -hmm. is, what you'd expect that's the most important category obviously if you make more shots than the other team you're going to win the other right. two turnovers and free throws teams were two and two for offensive rebounding the teams actually ended up three and one uh mm -hmm. whoever whoever won that category was three and one in the four games and the and the one that would was out was an outlier there was actually the first game when candace parker was playing so it was right. a little different so my point is there's yeah. statistical evidence that offensive rebounding can be like a deciding issue here and John Quill Jones brings all that offensive rebounding. Yeah. So she is the biggest X factor for me for New York. Do you and agree? I hear you on that, but I think it's for me and I love what John Quill has done. Sure. And in that yeah. commissioner's cup game, clearly the difference maker, clearly no question yeah. about that. However, I'm going with the unsung hero or heroine. I'm going with Benajelani because listen, she gets, I, I don't think she gets enough love for what she does on the floor. And everyone's talking about, okay, her offensive prowess. Okay. She's getting 20 and 19 in the series. It was just consistently effective. And I love that. Right. But then sometimes, and I always say this, right. When you're consistently excellent, sometimes it, it's like, that's just what's expected of you. And you don't get, the credit. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes if you, if you fly under the radar and you're scoring six, eight points a game, and then you bust out and have, you know, a 20 point game, it's like, Oh wow. She's really no. But when you stay the same, boom, boom, mm -hmm. boom game after game, you kind of get lost in the sauce of the, the gratitude meter, <laughs> you know? And so for me, I'm going to go ahead and, and give a whole bouquet of flowers to Banajelani. And I think she's the X factor for New York. Um, and yes, everyone else has to do their job. We're talking about former MVPs and, and John Cole Jones. And this year, um, you know, you had Stewie get it again. So Courtney Vandersloot has been in the mention of, of being MVP as well. So you have those players and Sabrina, I mean, you have all these players with grandiose uh, expectations uh, of what they do. And even if they're not spot on with their shooting percentage, per, like just for example, which is fine because they're where they are now because mm -hmm. of their collective unit, but they wouldn't be where they are without Laney. And Absolutely I will say not. that. And I can say that um, with, and I'm sure they, they probably say the same thing. So I'm not saying that as a shade you know, to any of the players or coaches or anything else, but give credit where credit is due and credit needs to be pushed to Benajelani right here as the X factor for New York, because I don't think she's been given enough love, respect and, and you know, gratitude and not from her own team, but I'm just saying like from the public in general, like we're forgetting. And I think some people are kind of catching, you know, yeah. catching it because they're like, wait, Benajelani's picture needs to be up here <laughs> Hang for doing everything that she did in that series. Like, hello. So I think there are some people who are realizing that she's the X factor for them too. I will say this about the graphics because I have that's to make a, graphics for the show. So I do just want to <laughs> explain like the graphics 
yeah. go towards your search engine optimization. And because we've, cre- because we've, because we've created this world where Google is so important, is. I'm telling you, the only people that go into the graphic yeah. are the people who are getting Googled the most. And Benaggio is there, but it, you have to, you'd have to look for like the right, you have to like time it. And it's like, okay, if you're searching for like search terms in the last two months, she may not be at the top of the search box. I'm just saying that's how some people do it. That's why I don't get really mad at the graphics because like, I'm sure that's just someone being like, hey, who's the most Googled of these players? And I'm gonna tell you, it's Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Nesky. Those would be the four that, uh, and and no shock, all of them, along with John Quella are in our graphic because- Wow. So, so, can, so, so can fans sway the um, yeah. analytics of that? So when you, so the, if you Google Benaja a lot, and she's getting Googled a lot more now, okay. so maybe in a few months, the people who making graphics, month. like maybe by the end of the finals, okay, we're Fine. getting the graphic where you know it's Benaja in front because she's being Googled. Some. I'm just saying that's just what, I just want to oh. give a just a quick defense of social media. Uh, okay. graphic designers. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I was wondering, and I think other people were wondering too because I was I was seeing that. Uh, but you're and, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. She and she's I, definitely not undervalued in our world. I, I think she is, and I love her. She has the best hugs. Oh my god! But you know, <laughs> the fact that but the fact that you know she has. I mean, she had an injury. She mm-hmm. bumped teams. You know, and then now she's found her home there in New York and she is thriving in in that system that Sandy Brondello has for their their team and their personnel and I think you know she said it as well you know that that Lainey has been their x factor I don't know if she used those words but I mean she has said and given her a lot of praise for her consistency this year and that's all coaches want mm-hmm. okay trust and believe like if if consistency for you is five points and five rebounds and three assists. Do it all the time. Like when I say consistency, I'm not talking about mind blowing numbers, right? We don't need a gaudy stat line. If that's what you do, do that. Okay. But do your job, do it well and do it consistently. Well, that's what coaches expect. And that's what they want. And coaches across the board are going to hold you accountable to being consistent in what you bring to the table. So, I mean, she's done that. And she definitely has to do it in this series for New York but, against Vegas. And and she's been that consistently. And then in the playoffs, she just kind of kicked it up a notch because, you yeah. know, just like logically, she is the player who's usually going to have the matchup. You right. know, the, the defense is going to be more geared towards stopping Sabrina. Defense can be more geared towards, you know, making it difficult for Courtney Vandersloot, for, you know, John Quell Jones, for, mm-hmm. um, Brianna Stewart, we talked. I mean, we said this on the show. Like, it's crazy that she's the fifth best player on this team, but she is the fifth best player on this team, and she can just keep this team afloat when you know they're trying to figure out a defense, when they're trying to figure out how to get the ball to the spots they want. She'll just get the ball to wherever she wants and right. score from there. And you know, the numbers have kicked up to the point where she's had at least 19 points in every game um, that that's, the that the Liberty have won. That's so what I'm talking about. Three that. points, three points in the loss. But like otherwise, she's averaging uh, a shade over twenty points. Two games of nineteen points, two games of twenty points, a game of twenty-one points, and it's just that consistency of doing what she does, right. and then having more opportunity because in the playoffs, teams, you know, 
are waiting on those other players and they're giving yeah. you more of that chance. They're choosing her as the poison and she's killing them. So right. I think it's a great X factor pick. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that, but I, I, I watch a lot of basketball shows, you know, yeah. NBA and WNBA and a lot of talk is about the others. And I don't, I just don't, I don't buy into that word. I don't know why. And it's not, I'm not mad when you say it, but I, I don't, I don't like that. Right. Because it's not, it's not the others. When you're a unified, else. when you're a unified squad, they don't see it like that. Did like I say we, the others? If, no, I don't think like if we're, if we're on a team, you, we're both on yeah, the same team and we're playing. Like, and you're scoring 30 a game and I'm scoring like five. You don't, I mean, would you, would you consider me an other? Yes. No. I mean, come on. You know, you have your, all right, come on, Christy. Come you know, on, you have man. your all district players. You have your all district, all world, all region, other. all whatever players. The Look, the point of basketball, I, I don't want to give kids the wrong impression. The point of basketball is put the ball in the basket. If you like do it. that a lot more than everyone else. I don't like that. Christy, you were the. I, I'm not an other. And okay. You were never an other because you're too good. That's what I'm saying. How would you know? How would you know? You've always been the best player on the team. No, but I didn't consider my teammates others. Like No, we were you weren't. No, 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 no. Battling. Not as your teammate. As your coach, absolutely. I, I don't like. Is there another word we can use? I just, sure, sure. I just we feel like use... we're just like other. It's like, you know, I don't. I, sure, I think can, it's dismissive. I, mean... I think it's dismissive to their overall impactful role that they bring to the table. So I'm not. Oh, we have these guys and then the others. Like it's like so dismissive. I, mean, that is, I don't know. That's how I. That's and you dismissed me sure. when you when I got painted into that. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> well, I so, you dismiss me because you're no. I did not dismiss you. I was telling you you're the best player on the team. So how could you know what oh, what no. the others are? You've never been an other. I know, but I I I see what you're saying. No, but I'm I not, never but look, as a teammate, teammate, absolutely. Others. as a teammate, absolutely. We were, I, this, yeah, I and maybe like, we could use it. I, I didn't. I didn't even know I used that word. Mm -hmm. I, I it's just like a term. I, but like, yeah, as a coach, like, yeah, and when we're scouting, it's like, okay, you know, this kid is like giving it to him he has like yeah. 30 points these other kids are not they're they're shooting at random times it's just like an easy way to delineate what our defense is going to be focused on i i hear you you say hey 20 20 30 for the for the liberty which is brianna stewart yeah and yeah. and 21 those two are the players and then you gotta kind of give the others the the role players I don't like okay, role. I think role, role players. Are, everybody's a role player. The role player is worse. It's like everybody's a role player. That's what I'm saying. Even like your 30 point of a game player, that's that's their role. Does non stars, non stars, does that sound oh, better? That's I feel like worse. That's worse, right? <laughs> the stars and the non stars. Wow, it's like getting worse and worse. This, I, <laughs> the, no. And they're all great. Like they're all. No, I, they're, that's the point. All great. They're all stars in their role. Period. And we have to come up with something that's not dismissive or belittling to the people who don't score the gaudy numbers. What is that? And we need to ask people on, out in the yeah. 
in the we'll, first we'll inter, inter- I, there's probably a better I, I don't know the others <laughs> I, I didn't even know i said that I, I i was not trying to be dismissive no I no no when i said if you scored th- if we were teammates and you scored 30 a game and i scored five would i be an other and you were like yeah i'm like no. yeah oh absolutely but come on Chris, come on as from from like a, a, a Wait, from an analyst perspective, analyst coach, I perspective as a teammate. No, as a teammate, everyone is like, Yeah, you know, that's we're all I'm... equal. But, but how right. does that sound though? When you hear that, like in our locker room, we're like this hand to hand, like we're not, we're not, we're not in the locker room, I don't, we're I don't tight, know. right? But then when you, I mean, mentally, we're like this, like I'm not listening, like I, I don't hear that, but then I hear these guys and then these other people, like, does that, is that. Is that going to divide the team mentally? Like, well, you don't. I mean, you don't say it in the locker room as for your own team, but you know yeah. it. Yeah. I every guess. coach I, in America. I, I, every coach in America. If you got them true serum and you ask them who is your who are your stars <laughs> and who are your others, they could have it like that. They go. They can have it like that, and if they can't, they're not that good of a team. That's true, <laughs> but I still it doesn't mean I have to like it. Like I get it. Yeah, I, I get a lot of things that I don't the, like. Uh, the other players I I on the Liberty who are not getting as much defensive attention. Um, uh, of those players, I would say uh, John Quell and, and Benazio. Yeah. But I don't know who's gonna. I don't know who's gonna get the most defensive attention. Yeah. Maybe we should flip over. Maybe we should flip over to the other side, and we could talk a little bit about their defensive attention. Yeah. Uh, the okay. Aces, I think. Yeah. Their defense has been playing extremely good basketball. Yes. In the I yeah. think they've been all over it. Um, great communication and, and just, you know, Asia cleaning up everything at the rim. It's, that's been their Mm -hmm. MO all season. I think they've really gotten into that. Yes. But Uh this is a team they've struggled with, right? We've seen them kind of get get worked a little bit. They got matchups. Matchups, honey. So for the aces in order to not get worked, what's the, who's the X factor? Who? I mean, the easy answer is the sixth player in the league, right? With AC, Alicia Clark being the X factor. But I honestly, I think it's her. Um, I I think it's got to be her. I think she's got to, you know, she's got to knock down those um, paint threes from gray, those no looks and rim runs, you know, where they're out on the move. I think pace is going to be huge for the aces uh, to turn New York over and get in gaps and, and get downhill in the open floor. And I, I, when I'm saying all these things, I'm thinking Clark, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just thinking Clark is the recipient of a lot of those because she'll bust out um, and get some easy uh, rim runs and finishes, uh, you know, just because of the pace of play, but also because of her defense, right? If she doesn't finish it, she's going to start it with getting a deflection, you know, or a board, right? She's going to outwork you on the glass. She's going to get pace for the team. You know, if she's not the recipient at the end of it, She's going to be the reason they have the ball at mm-hmm. the beginning of it. Um, she just brings that energy. She has an incredible motor uh, in that way. So I'm going to, it's the easy answer, right? Because of the award that she she earned this year uh, as sixth player of the year. But I'm, I'm going to go with her. I'm going to go with, with AC. What do you have? No, so I want to I, I want to talk a little bit more about AC. I'm, I have a little different. Okay. Um, although that's probably, you, you are correct. I think you're right. Because like X Factor you know, yeah. someone off the bench is a great definition of an X factor. We didn't really define an X factor. No, um, but like, but like impact, it's... like without, like take take one of those non like uh, graphic people, uh, yeah. you know, off the off the list to choose from, 
and then who who else would come in and make a difference? You choose and, from the others. And <laughs> the other players on the team. The other players on the team, Gabe. Okay, look. <laughs> but you have to see what it, I always try to say. This like, okay, we know what it is with them. Like, if you don't have Clark. How bad would that hurt the team? And so if you don't have Laney, how bad would that hurt the team? So for me, you need both of those guys. Those are your X factors, respectively. And so that's how I do it. I kind of do like reverse psychology on it. Like if you miss them, how much of an impact would that would that make without them on the floor? So I think that's the answer for me. So how let me let me let me uh let me ask you this about Alicia okay. being on the floor. So yeah. she, usually she's been coming in for Kia Stokes. Yeah. at the four playing the four yeah. which she's really good at and she's former post player has that pedigree um that becomes a little bit more complicated when you're talking about a team that has john quill jones and brianna stewart now ac yeah. very familiar with brianna stewart i yeah. can't imagine the amount of like training camp practice just post battles those two would have um, yeah. when they were teammates in seattle do so she let's say alicia stays coming in for kia stokes okay do you kind of just trust her on stewart and the other question would be is like do you change up your rotations to be to say okay alicia you're gonna you're not gonna just play it's not a one for one switch with you and and stokes like you're coming in for young sometimes you're coming in for plump sometimes and you're gonna play a three and the four rather than yeah. just playing the four to avoid yeah. kind of putting her you know, in just in, in a bad position, I think both offensively and defensively. Um, yeah. But it could be a good position because she could just cover Brianna Stewart, and now we have a problem with like, Asia Wills. I don't know. Could you help me out there? Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I, I think that you know the the beauty of Alicia Clark's game is her versatility, right? Is her ability to to play different players, and I think with the size that New York has and their ability to get to glass. And we were talking about that as being one of the four components, mm -hmm. uh, the offensive boards. Like four you don't want to give New York, you know, second and third opportunities. What'd you say, Hank? Oh, I said four factors. Four factors, four factors. Like, and that's one of them. you got to get bodies out of there. And she does a great job boxing out. Like she maintains her contact. I wouldn't be surprised if they went big lineup, right? And ran Clark at the three a lot in this series because of that, right? I think that Clark can can guard anybody, you know, on the floor. Mm -hmm. So if they're switching or if they junk it up, you know, like Becky Hammond said, we had to change some things defensively, um, junked it up a little bit, some boxing one, triangle two, like they had to, you know, throw basically the kitchen sink out there defensively. So I think with Clark on the floor, that really, opens things up and it, it really gives you more options and opportunities to, to try new things that you haven't practiced. And Becky Hammond said it as well. And we always talk yeah. about that too, right? Sometimes you just got to, this is what we have to do and mm -hmm. just execute it. And, and they did that's why they've advanced. But I think that when you have a player like Clark who can bump off, switch off and guard people straight up, right? Um, I think it's going to be uh, something that we may see a lot of in this series is Vegas going big and having Clark at the wing. And and to me, that also makes them a better matchup for New York defensively because they can bring physicality. And New York hasn't struggled a ton 
uh, in the playoffs. Not not like a ton, ton offensively, but they haven't been the same motor that they were, I think, in the regular season because of all the physicality that yeah. you know Connecticut brings and that Washington brings. So if you can replicate that physicality as much as possible, which I think putting Clark on the wing would help you mm-hmm. do, then you're gonna you're gonna have a, a good advantage there, and that brings right. me to my X factor, um, <laughs> yeah. which I would say I, to me the X factor is someone who swings like okay if they play well within their reasonable range of outcomes okay. like yeah. that could swing the game or the series towards uh, her team if she okay. plays poorly within her you know expected range of outcomes then that could sink her team's chances or at okay. least change what they have to do to win. Uh, and for me, that's Kelsey Plum. Um, Kelsey Plum is she, she's not I like, like a she's not a six six woman, which you know it's really good. You got Clark, which is a good one, um, but she is just a player who's gone up and down a little bit yeah. against New York. You see her her point totals, her shooting. It's on a little bit up and down now. In these playoffs, she has been shooting the lights out of the ball, right? Um, so you can kind of expect that to continue. But it's not an easy matchup for her. On either end, uh, for Kelsey Plum against New York, you know, Courtney mm-hmm. Vandersloot can stick with her. If Sabrina's on her, that's a bigger guard. Right. On the on the like defensive that. end for her, it's like she has to match up with one of those three. And, you know, you kind of want someone a little bit more disruptive on Sloot, someone a little taller and more able to get around screens for um, Sabrina. And you want someone bigger for Laney because Laney's going to push you up if she has the opportunity to. So then mm-hmm. th- that becomes just like, a problem that Kelsey for Kelsey Plum defensively. So she has to do more offense. And I don't know. I mean, I think she gets a lot of what she does out of transition. Um, she's a transition killer. And, mm-hmm. you know, well, and we could talk about this again as New York's offensive rebounding. If that offensive rebounding continues, it takes some of the bite of that out of that transition. That's one of the things Vegas has really struggled with, right? It's like, yeah, if a team is getting a lot of offensive boards, that's going to make you have to crash the defensive glass a little harder, which means you're not sending as many people back on the break. So that's how that it, it diminishes your transition offense. So for Kelsey, she's yeah, you know, she has a, she has a leash on her a little bit just because if they're, if the offensive rebounding is there for New York, she can't get out in transition as much. So she's going to have to find ways to score. She can find ways to score, which are within the offense and, and without yeah. touching the ball as much because they're going to put the ball in Chelsea Gray's hands, the finals MVP. So now it's like her role just becomes very complicated. And and just kind of walk a tightrope of playing, you know, excellent defense, which she's totally capable of. And but you know, I yeah. didn't mean that little ramp at the beginning. She's just not as good a defender as some of the other people, like Alicia mm-hmm. Clark on the Aces. So right, she has right. to she has right. to play really really well defensively and really well offensively when she has bad matchups on defense and she has a different role on offense than maybe what she's used to. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Aces come up with to get yeah. her opportunities to score and how to you know use her defensively. But I think she's the player that, you know, hey, if she has a really, really good series, I don't think there's any way that Vegas loses. If she has a very poor series, I think it's going to be hard for Vegas to win. Interesting. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, she has been shooting the leather off the ball in the playoffs mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think it all comes down to matchups in the playoffs that we're kind of alluding to and, mm-hmm. and these two teams, like they met up obviously during the regular season, regular season. And then in the commissioner's cup, of course, but in those games, it's like, I almost want to like look at the stats, you know, of, of plum in those oh, games. Okay. Can you, can you peek at the, the commissioner's yeah, cup it. game? In I, was like, I was looking at that today. 
Ugh. The commissioner's cup game is not there, but I think I, I have that Why? somewhere. Oh, I know it wasn't regular season stats, but that it's like so box score of it. Yeah, no, no, the, it exists. Like I have, the, I have the box score of it. They just don't have like any of oh. the video. They don't have any of it oh, put into yeah. other, into like the other, um, you know, games. Like it's not in the right. The it's search not on stuff. that list. Oh, that's killer. But I, I'm just wondering, right? Like when, when, um when those two teams were matched up and they met each other, like what? No, here, actually, going? no, I, was, I have the stats. Sorry. I, I should have said this one. Actually. No. Bring it home. Bring so, it home. Two wins, two losses for right. Uh, Las Vegas. Well, actually two, two wins, three losses because three, of the commissioner's cup. It. Yeah. Commissioner's and we, yeah. and we do count the commissioner's cup here. Cause we do count let, me tell, let me see. They play. Let me see if my <laughs> assumption is still correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, let's go back in time. To June 29th. So, Candace Parker is healthy at this point. Uh, Kelsey Plum, 7 of 12 from the field. 18 points, 58% from the from the field. Second game, 4 of 16, 25% from the field, 12 points. Loss for Las Vegas. So, next game, 7 of 14, 50% from the field, 18 points. Las Vegas win. Uh, Commissioner's Cup, 4 of 11 from the field. 36% shooting percentage from the field uh, and a Vegas loss. And then the last one, a Vegas loss, 4 of 14 from the field, 28% from the field, nine points. Mm. Keeping track at home, all of the losses came when she was shooting worse than 50% from the field. Yes. And all the wins came when she was shooting better than Wowza. from the field. Talk that so, talk. Because that's it. That's it. That tells the story, right? I mean, now, okay, since you have it right there, <laughs> and this is her hoop. I've been doing so this. I've been doing this for like the last three days straight of like, oh, what's it? And it's like, oh, I have the offensive rebound. So th there's a million stats, and none of them tell us all the whole story. You just kind of got to watch it, and I'll tell you, and you can right. see the stats, and they help you. They also confuse things, like the, you know, yeah. The, the best. So you know, it's just, you gotta have, and you have good feel for this, yeah. uh, but the stats but are instructive for me. It's what? The stats are like instructive. So like, Listen, that tells the story. I don't care. Like if, if I'm scouting or when I was coaching, I would look at their stats. Like it would, that tells the story. It analytically breaks down the strengths and weaknesses of each person. Right. And you want to take all that, their strengths away, obviously. Anyway, but look at, Laney's numbers. Can we see Laney's numbers those in those games game? against against Vegas? Yeah, just because I want to have fun with that. I believe she had she was she was different. She it was not quite as like not as drastic as Plum. Yeah, not like not well, like Plum was like you know she if she played well they won if she did it they lost. Yeah, fifty eight. So here, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, no, she so she. <laughs> So yeah, she played. Uh, no, she played really well in all of these games, except so for the first one. First, never mind then. First game where Candace Parker is there, which is a big time rim protector, which doesn't shock me that uh, Laney struggled then. Okay. Just three points in that game, but well, in the games since August, um, we have thirteen points, 17, 17 points each game. Um, better uh, shooting fifty percent or better from the field. In the Commissioner's Cup, which she do? Commissioner's Cup, she was over five. 
from the field, oh, but wow. had five rebounds. That's because uh, John Quell got loose. That's why. Yeah, John Quell, John Quell got loose. <laughs> they didn't need for her. They didn't need for her to to do that in that game. I guess. And so Laney, Laney is also someone who is. I mean, she's so consistent, though. It's hard to like. You're not gonna find those trends. That's why I like someone like Plum because it's like Plum is like you know. Yeah. And also, she's so the other thing with Plum she's that so like I love her. you know, and, and there's a few there's there's a bunch of players like this, but for me, you know, Plum is like if the offense is going well and things are mm-hmm. going the way that La, uh, Las Vegas wants it to go, she's right. usually scoring. Ah, uh, that's She's true. out there, and because of whatever what everything I just mentioned, like she's out there to score. So right. if things are going well for Vegas, that means. Plum is on on the break, getting an open shot or getting an open layup, or she's you know coming off a pin down and she's wide open because of the attention to there. So, yeah. you know, she's just kind of an indicator of like how good that offense is doing, rather than someone like Laney, who you know you praise for all her consistency, and it's true. But you know, regardless of where the team is, Laney's here, right? Or yeah, here. There we go. That's better. She's, um, she's smooth. She's like a little duck in the pond. She's smooth, baby. Yeah, yeah. She's a toughie. I mean. I get it, but I don't know. I just got like caught up in the stats and the numbers. But but with Plum, I can definitely see that. And she, you know, and again, it's about those matchups. Like defensively, what's New York going to do differently? Like what are the what are the the wrinkles that they're going to put in? <clears throat> excuse me to to be disruptive. And and sometimes, you know, since you've played five times, right? It's it's more than. I mean, obviously, you know your personnel. That's a wash. But collectively, as a unit, are you going to tactically kind of stay with the same thing? Or are you going to, you know, you have a whole week, yeah, <laughs> right? Before the game, we're right in the middle of that. You have a whole week to structure maybe something that's unpredictable, right? That something that's you haven't shown in any of those five games, um, whether it be offensively or defensively. Um, I told you I pulled out that, that out of bounds under, I hadn't shown it at all, but we practiced it in our five on O sets running through everything. Hey, run that one play. And then we ran it in the playoffs and got an one on it and no one had seen it. So there are things that, that you've been rehearsing and practicing and you keep it in that pocket <laughs> and then your team is prepared yeah. because you've done it every day in five on zero and situations and whatever. And now here are the finals. Do you trust your team in these moments to pull something new and say, let's do this? Do well, you, or do you stay with what you've been doing and keep it moving? I mean, I doubt you definitely have new plays, right? You got a whole week. Do, what do, else you, are you, do you? Well, you have them. Do you, tr- I mean, but know. you trust your team to execute them if you haven't really done it in game? And here we're in the finals and you have a whole week. I mean, it's very tempting. I'm just thinking like as a coach, like we've played them five times. Like we got to come with a couple of, you know, a couple of little secrets (laughs) in the pocket and pull out the back pocket. And I think probably New York's a little bit more comfortable to say, you know, Hey, we can, if I'm New York, I'm like, we will just run the same things because everything we run, well, most of what New York runs, honestly, is out of reads. So it's like not – it's, it's just changing with how their defense changes. Yes. Um, and they have the players to do that. So I think for New York, you know, it, I don't even know if you need new stuff, but you can tr- – I think you can t- totally trust Courtney Vandersloot to 
to to, yeah. to direct it if it goes wrong mm-hmm. for Vegas. I mean, you, these players have been together for so long that you know, and I'll trust Alicia Clark with anything and yeah. yeah. any at yeah. any point. She could like if she was like, oh, I'm gonna be the president. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I trust her. I trust her running a play. Um, but I think you know, and also I did want to. There's a really cool play that I picked up. What the play call was, uh, and you can read about it on Ball and Order. But I'll just tell you guys now. Um, it, Becky's running a play, and they may have done this during the regular season. I don't remember it though. It's called I South Carolina. It. I uh, love that. Right? It was okay. So it's inbound. I think she inbounds it. Uh, Asia inbounds it. Or I think Asia inbounds it, or Chelsea Gray inbounds it. I don't mm-hmm. remember, but somehow we get um, Asia down in the short corner, coming back up around the zoom, a little a, hand, a screen followed by a handoff. Yes, from Kelsey Plum, and she just goes right to the rim and left curls hand. right off it, and it goes. She can hand. go left, she can go right. It was, and she the one I saw was uh, right. Yeah, so South Carolina. I heard her there. say that because she was mic'd up, and she was like South Carolina. I was like, oh. She got oh, it's a play for Asia. Dawn Staley. <laughs> or that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was trying to think. Maybe she probably did just take it from what Dawn did with Asia. Uh, yeah. I mean, Get her to enough. her left hand. It was like the dribble handoff, but she popped out to the short corner and then got a DHO and got downhill to her strong left hand. On oh, the one nice. I saw. The one I no, saw. She had to, yeah, she had multiple. There was multiple. Because the they ran it like two or three times straight against Dallas. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'd seen that before in the in another game. But I was like, yeah, I love that play. I was like, wow, I just set her right up, you know. Well, and now watch because that's going to be on tape, and now they're going to be yelling South Carolina, South Carolina, and Chelsea Gray is just going (laughs) to slip to the rim. That's going to be blow it up, right? They can blow it up now, but yeah, but that that was really. I was like, oh wow, yeah, I thought that was awesome. But I think you know, I got off track. What what was I going to say? No, no, you were talking about. whether or not to, and I'm not saying just throw oh, oh, yeah. what you were doing away, but I'm saying do you, but add some little seasonings on it too. Like, don't just come regular. You got to come with sprinkles and some more glitter. Like, you got to, you got to have a couple, and not like 10 new things, right? Two or three, two or three, and maybe have the play look the same, but have different options out of it that are a little bit different, yeah. um, that are a bit unpredictable. So they can't blow up actions, right? Because they're expecting certain things from you. So maybe have something set up in in whatever offensive scheme that you had planned and you have been running well all season. I mean, these top two teams in the league for a reason, okay? They've been executing. But you got to throw some little extra, you know, make a read. Like, hey, if this one comes up, you know, I'm going to rise and lift that and maybe set a back screen instead and, and get something different out of it. So I think you've got to stay unpredictable. And it's, it is about matchups, but it's also about playing chestnut checkers right now. And you've got to be smarter. You've got to be a step ahead. You've got to be ready to um, expect that from your opponent, right? This looks like this play they've been running all year, but oh, now they're doing something different out of it. So you have to be on, uh, on awareness and on alert um mode when you're playing against these teams that you are so familiar with but you got to be able to to counter some things as well so i i yeah i think whatever how about this i'll give you a wrinkle first wrinkle a wrinkle <laughs> my opening my opening after the timeout so our first play of the series okay or whichever team I, i'm not sure who would actually pull us off okay but like just do whatever you normally do and someone runs back door because you know 
in ah. the finals that everyone's gonna be so keyed up and you know that yeah. it you know I'm, I, if, I'm guessing one of these coaches can be like hey you're denying we're denying these cuts or make everything difficult you know right you have to push her off her spots whatever whatever so you know they're just gonna be you know keyed up ready to ready to hit somebody and then you just pull out a back door and it's an easy cut to the basket for a layup so that's my one of the teams will run <laughs> something like that a back cut yeah. uh, back cut maybe maybe a back screen off like that's you know we have that we have the pit staggered pin down maybe across yes. the back screen yes a little layup or like a flex screen hit him that'll be my wrinkle right there i like whatever, that. whatever our play is um back screens are the worst because most times you're that last line of defense anyway and mm-hmm. there's nobody really to call it out for you because everyone's kind of especially, kinda especially when someone sneaks up on you side. huh someone sneaks up on you from a help yeah that's it get, get hammered man that's the worst that's the lesson <laughs> if you want to hit somebody in basketball you wait for your <laughs> defender to help and then you go set a back right. screen <laughs> there's no one talking there nobody talking and you get laid out yeah I love setting a good screen, honey. We'll talk about that another time. But yeah, we had a little pickup game last oh. week. Yeah, with the media for the, uh, for oh, the Wizards. I heard I, about I, this. I, I wasn't in town. Oh, yeah. Well, what did you hear? <laughs> well, I heard that it happened. Oh, okay. That's all. We're going to leave it. It did happen. Oh, I got I want to hear. I want to hear about who played. <laughs> I was running, but I wasn't playing very well. But it was, it was fun. But anyway. I had a little bruise on my arm because I was setting some hammer screens and I loved yeah. it. Everyone thought I was all finesse and all, oh, look at her. The sharp elbows? Um, No, I'm playing into it on some screens and I loved it. That was like the highlight. Like I was like fired up for three days after that because it was so good. Anyway, um, well, but no, back screens are the worst, but you can always catch somebody sleeping, right? They got their head on a swivel and you just nail. That's the best feeling. I don't care. Like. Anyway, I miss playing. I did it. I did it to one of my players the other day. It was a lot of fun. See? That's how you get back. You want someone to listen to you, set a back screen on them. Bop. Let's talk get about let's, let's talk about Asia yep. and Stewie really quick. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, like, I don't want to preview this matchup so much because like what you know, what can we say about this matchup that hasn't been said about like Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon <laughs> or you know, something like like this is awesome. We don't have to talk about it. You know what it is, we know what it is. I do want to point out okay. that this is the third time that these two have met in a playoff series. Uh, do you remember? Yes. Wasn't it Seattle beat them in the finals, right? Seattle beat them in the finals in the bubble finals. The bubble finals, uh, yes. Bubble. And then last year's semifinals. Semis. Before that bubble finals, do you remember what happened? <sighs> well, other than Probably like, you know, other than COVID. Uh, it's all I can't remember before COVID. It's like it's a wash. Like during the bubble finals, Asia won the MVP, and then came back and got swept. Oh yeah, by Seattle. By Seattle. That was her first. Yeah. Well, her only right now, but yeah. Right. And yeah. now, Stewie just won the MVP. Here we and go. We have a defending champion in the Vegas Aces, although. Seattle wasn't defending, but they were defending because Brianna Stewart hadn't played, so it was like the first series. So we can count them as defending just for the purposes of this yeah. story. So we yeah, have defending point. champ going <laughs> up against the MVP. Uh, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of energy. Yes. Bad, good it's feelings. A good word. <laughs> feelings abound. Yeah. Lots of m- emotions and feelings oh, yeah. are, are around. Up and up, 
how do you how, how do you think um as you, if you're asia or from from both perspectives how do you come into this game these series the series like thinking about this matchup listen if i'm asia i'm gonna put myself in both shoes okay yes okay if i'm asia i'm gonna be playing with so many chips on both shoulders mm -hmm. man and i'm gonna come out there and be so locked in and i'm going to prove that they got it wrong okay and that's all i'm saying and i'm, I'm that's that's how Absolutely. i'm saying it i'm asia right now so don't at me and, and yell at me listen i'm asia right now and that's how i would come into this series like you got that wrong i'm her i'm top tier i do it on both sides i am a two-way um you know i'm a block shots defensive player of the year i'm gonna come at you it's gonna be nothing easy and I'm, you know, I'm gonna be relentless. Okay. I'm gonna be so tough to stop. And you're not gonna get by me. Okay. So I think there's gonna be a tremendous amount of pride. Uh, Extra motivation. Wilson. Oh, it's just incentive on a thousand. Yeah. On a thousand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I also know that she was so upset during the day when she found out that she didn't earn it and Dawn Staley had spoken with her and everything and, and she was asked about it she said hey you know I can't control that but what I can control is the way I hope <laughs> okay mm -hmm. and bring that that's what she's gonna do listen that's what she's gonna do she's gonna flat out hope she's gonna flat out uh prove it to herself and not others okay which is the best anyway when you prove it to yourself but for Stewie Gabe if I'm Stewie I'm walking in there like I'm Stu York. <laughs> been here, been here, done this. Been here, done it. Got two rings. That's that's one more than Vegas, right? I'm I, I'm true to this, not new to it. Um, you know, this is why I came back home. I came back home to win a ring at home, like Candace did in Chicago, like LeBron did in Cleveland. Like, let's not get it twisted. Here, this is my turn. So she's gonna have a ton of pride in that way and they named me mvp for a reason and i'm gonna show and prove so she's got that right she's mm -hmm. got that i'm at the top i got jacket i'm in it this is me and then you have asia who is gonna i mean she's been up there too she's been mvp so i don't know i think it's gonna be a lot of pride on the line and i love it I'm, it's gonna be fire on both sides and it's gonna be fun to watch I'm trying. Um, I just a thought popped into my head because um, I agree with you. It is gonna. It, it's it's. There's a sir. I love this extra motivation. This is like my the. This series has happened a few times. Um, you know, both in WNBA and and in the NBA. Um, yes. Now I think this is the first time though that there's two players that have won multiple MVPs. Okay. In this in, in the same final series. Am, am I wrong? In the that? same final series, you said. Maybe. Probably like so. That. Yeah, I'm sure. Regardless, like, so off the top of my head, no, it all names that. Like that's a stat that's going to take too long to look for. Regardless, yeah. my question yeah. was going to be, um, is this the best team that Brianna Stewart has ever played on? Oh, you asked a really good one. I've been wow, thinking about wow. it. It's tough. Wow! Wow! Uh, Natasha Howard, Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really great question 
headed into this series. And I think we need to put it out to the people. We need to put that out as a vote. You got to put that on on her hoop stats and see what happens. I, 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 gosh. And then Clark, too, was in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. They won two rings, man. It's, oh a, it's my a really God. good team. That I just was, think that's, I think it's Seattle. <gasps> Am I wrong for saying that? Well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing is like, they didn't have, that's you know, Courtney Vandersloot is not yeah. as good as maybe has the, as good of a career as Sue Bird, but like, yeah, it was up there. Uh, Sabrina Nesky, we think is certainly going to continue her trajectory. You know, then you have John Cole Jones, who's won MVP. God, John Quell. And, and there has not been a, she's not, no, you know there hasn't been an MVP with uh, no. with Stewie before. With Stewie, <sighs> right? I'm not me- I'm not messing. No, there's there, there's no overlap with Lauren Jackson. Mm, no. no, that didn't happen. No, right. yeah, but so I'm, Stewie Bird could have been MVP. Like she, I mean, I don't think she was. No, 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 she wasn't. But I mean, she, yeah, yeah, I understand. Have been considered in that cloth. Yeah. Right. I mean, five gold medals. I mean, <laughs> she's doing something right out here. Yeah, yeah, no, she's. I don't know. I, I'm, I, and I know we haven't seen the full maturation of Sabrina, you mm-hmm. know, in, in these moments. But I, I, I think I'm gonna have to lean towards Seattle by a skosh. I'm gonna go Seattle by a skosh. I think Seattle was. It's okay. Oh my god, that's so I, hard. <laughs> That's a great question, though. But I'm going to go with Seattle. And it's, I mean, Sue played for so long, and I get that. I mean, we don't know what what Sabrina's going to look like, you know, in, in 20 years or whatever. And I, I know she's going to play that long. But what? how many rings will she have by then? I don't know. So it's hard to answer that. But I am going to answer it. Look at me answering, because I know. I know. You answered without, without a prop. That was great. I'm going Seattle. Uh, All right, so but Seattle, this New York team Seattle. is so, right there, man. I'm going 51-49 on that thing. 51-49. I gotta, I gotta write it out. Havesies, because we. So the starting close. line, the starting close, lineup dude. we're talking about for Seattle is Bird, Jewel Lloyd. Um, gosh, she's been on some good teams. Uh, Bird, Jewel Lloyd, Alicia Clark. Yeah. Natasha Howard, Brina. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Dang, man. It's a good basketball. It's pretty darn good, dude. That's a pretty tough squad. Sloot, Anescu, Laney. (laughs) Stewart is the four here. And, and Jones. John Quell. Sloot, Anescu, Laney, Stewart, Jones. That's tough. I think I gotta go. I'm gonna go to New York just because, like, really. If you look at these two, all right, let's take Brianna Stewart out of this. Who's the second best player on this list in the time that they were playing with Sloop? So we don't get we don't get Prime Burb. I mean, we do get Prime Lloyd though, and maybe Jewel Lloyd, maybe Jewel Lloyd better than John Quell. Jewel is flat out a dog, and she led the league in scoring. And she's—it's sure. not like she's not an MVP caliber. No, she's a flat out dog. 
gold mamba. I can't. That's Seattle. <laughs> what say you people? Um, I'm going Seattle. Yeah, we'll put it up. I'll, I'll clip this somehow. I think that'll be so good. That's like this. I, I just thought I was thinking, I had this random thought it. earlier today. I was like, you know, like, is this the best Stewie team? And then I got distracted and you know, look at offensive rebound numbers. Um, <laughs> but like, no, that's a great question. And I think that's, that's really good. Throw that out there. I think people would love that. And I think you'll get, I bet you, if you put votes out, like which team, like put the five names, five names, I bet it'll be 51, 49. Percent <laughs> fifty one forty nine. Well, you know, and it's in let until For one Seattle. of the fan one of the fan bases is going to get a, oh. uh, like Seattle. The Seattle Storm fans have nothing to do with them. No, no, no offense, Seattle Storm fans. I saw Ezzy play in. I think I saw Ezzy play in Euroleague. I was watching on my phone. It was hard to tell. I think she had a great basket, or is Christina Nigue because they kind of look the same from oh. like the hair perspective. They both oh, have the same oh, hair, wait. but no, no, it wasn't Christina Nigue. She's on a different team. So no, I'm pretty sure it was Ezzy. If it's okay. It's possible someone looks like Ezzy with the little pixel pixelated phone. But right. I saw Ezzy do something good. So don't I'm not making fun of you, Seattle Storm fans. But it's probably gonna be them who take over the poll. Um yeah. beehive, they're gonna beehive it out. They got nothing better to do. <laughs> what are they doing? Well, they didn't make the playoffs. We have a week year. off. We have a week they'll off. make it again soon. Yeah, a whole week. And then it's like three days in between. It's Sunday, Wednesday. I know. Yeah. But the anticipation is gonna be like I like that. I like wait. I hate it a little bit, not too long. We should play. Uh, if it was up to me, we play all seven finals games on the same day, AAU tournament. Yeah. Oh, three, three on the first day, four on the next day. You gotta win. Four. You gotta win game six to get to the fourth one. And then everybody's dragging their butts yeah, in game six, <laughs> trying to move like me in that scrimmage last week. Anyway, and I digress. I got some. <laughs> I digress. Do you want to pick an MVP? Oh, wow. Yes. And I was just kind of talking about it today. I, I'm going to go with Chelsea Gray being the MVP. And I'm even, look at me being all extra bold. I, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Look, this is so different. But I'm here for it. Look, Chelsea Gray, MVP, game five, overtime, buzzer beating three balls. Balls in the Vader. air. Ball in the air, and they win by one. <gasps> Fader from three. Cashing out. Boop. And hit one of those dramatic, you know, step back triples to win it. And then everyone, like, runs and crushes into her. And if that happens, what do I win? <laughs> do I win? You say it for every series, though. A Starbucks, maybe a Starbucks, uh, no gift card or something like that <laughs> you say it for every series though. we gotta do you know when we have to do this is what we do our, our brackets we yeah say it for every single game this one's gonna end in a buzzer beater with the ball in the air because one of them you're going to be right i know i keep There's putting one it out every the season. atmosphere i think it's because i want that to happen so but i want the dramatic like crazy ending this, so wait i guess i guess know. wait we're picking we're also picking who's gonna win because we're not going to give the MVP to a, t a player on the losing team. No, so, that can't happen. So you got so you got Vegas winning in five games on the buzzer beater by Chelsea Gray. Interesting. So I got the lib do that, but I'm doing it. I got the libs Get pushed in. What do you have? I have the Liberty. I'm going five games as well. Um, although when I say five games, now I think about it, it's like really difficult to win 
deciding game five in the other team's house. Um, but I'll stick with it. I'll stick with the Liberty um, in five games. By how many? I don't think it comes out. I don't think it comes down to a buzzer beater. I think there's some big late shot, but there's free throws afterwards. Free throws. That's even worse. Free throws are the worst. <laughs> free throws are Bam. worse. I've been there, done that. You know couple. they're getting rid of the bonus. I mean, yes. I'm sorry, they're getting rid of uh, the one and one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Back to back to the current series. I was just stalling because I don't have an MVP pick. I don't know. I think it's gonna be John Quell if they win. God, I mean, she was she was her in the Commissioner's Cup. She was MVP. It's just that I just I just think like if they win, it'll be because John Quell has been dominant. Um, I can see that. I can and see so that. that's why I think I can see New that. York. If mm-hmm. if Vegas wins, though, I think I'm on the Chelsea Gray train as well. Uh, you know sneaky pick here is jackie yeah. young because Hello. jackie young she's very consistent she kind of is like she kind of has that banaja laney thing where yes. you know right on the, um and she has been consistent against new york she has um hmm. jackie so that, that may be my pick for new york but I, I mean for vegas sorry um but i do think it's chelsea gray at the end of it because it's chelsea gray right like chelsea gray man i've been, i've I- seen this movie before but she's gonna tell you too. She's gonna do it and she's gonna go like that's <laughs> go... uh, a scary Hey, oh look, hey, listen. I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be a great series. Mm-hmm. I love the dynamics of you know both coaches playing the league. I know Sandy Brandello coached Becky Hammond, right? Um, when she was in the league and played they against play, they played against each other, man. It's like a movie, right? The whole thing is a movie. <laughs> this is terrific. I, I just think, just I want great basketball. We've seen it all season. We got the one in the tube, and kind of I eyeballing it since February when these two teams kind of formed together, and we're like, oh man, everybody's like, oh, is that going to be the finals? Well, here we are, mm-hmm. and you got what you, you know, manifested back in <laughs> back in February. Thank you, basketball, yeah. for everything. Here we are. But then now we've manifested two different endings here. <laughs> so we'll see what, what the atmosphere picks up from it, us. It'll but. it'll matter much more what the uh what the players manifest. That's true too. You better uh, preach. Look at you That's preach who's it. manifesting. I remember this is unrelated, yeah. but I went to Catholic <laughs> school. And so like before the test, you know, you'd pray sometimes. And I just remember yeah. I'll never forget this. Uh one of my teachers, Mrs. Ramos, she goes. It doesn't help if you if you pray now and you didn't pray while you were studying because that's when you needed help. You you can't have help now. The test is here. The help's not coming. The help was before. The help. You better was been prior. praying last night. You're right. Oh, she was right on, honey. Oh I've my never, god. I've never forgotten that. That was in sixth grade. Oh um, my god. That's that's a gem. That's we a should gem. we should talk a little bit about expansion, just a little bit. Oh yes, yes. yes. Let's do that. All right, uh, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it um, yeah. What I want, I want to say, oh, here's what I want to say. A lot, of flirting. a lot of flirting with that right now. I think, I think we're more than flirting. I think we're in like a full secret uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift relationship. <laughs> Boom. Um, where it's Boom. like, it's like, oh, we're trying to keep it secret, but like we're, you know, we're at the football games together and all that. Um, shouts to, shouts now and forever for Taylor for putting uh, Travis Kelsey on the map. Yeah. No one knew who it was. 
That's yeah. a joke on social media. I don't know. If I, I know that. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of it because I love Taylor Swift. I do. I mean, she's he's she's doing something for him. Um, wait, wait, really okay. quick on Taylor Swift. While you're looking, that really it'll take 15 seconds max. But the whole Taylor Swift thing, I love it because all these little girls and young women are watching football, not the, the football, football, not the players. They see women in leadership roles on these sidelines. Get into it. I'm like, let's watch that too. Okay. Let's see how many times we show Taylor Swift in the suite. But also let's see all the women who have the headsets on who are coaching these guys on the field up. Let's do that. Okay. So I love the fact that Taylor Swift is there because now you have an infiltrated uh, group of girls and women who are watching, not only for the musical rah-rah of it all, but for other things that are going to catch their eye without them knowing. <laughs> and they see it as normalcy. Let's go. I'm here for it. So sorry if that was more than 15 seconds. No, but I, no that was great. I love that. Always have time for girls. Taylor Swift on this podcast, no matter what. We can always talk Taylor. I'm a Swifty now. Um, because welcome. of that <laughs> welcome oh, thank you welcome to the club i i'm actually i'm Here. trying to go to the trying okay. to go for the beehive to the swifties i'm like i can be both it's fine the, oh yeah yeah there's i think there's massive crossover um yeah. the other the other benefit i saw someone say this on twitter uh, about taylor swift is like the nfl mm. realizing oh wait like women like our product because they have like women have been a huge part of the nfl fan base for like a long time and we've known this but like they like the marketing efforts towards women have been very uh we'll say hit or miss uh and and mo mostly miss so i think now you know hopefully taylor's arrival and hopefully you know can, can she hang out for travis can you make it work for like a season man like eventually you're gonna be a part of a song okay you're gonna mess this up it's a 100 chance video. of failure music video <laughs> you're gonna mess this Go up but like Give us the season so we have this for the entire yeah. NFL season. Expansion. Expansion. Well, I, how did I mention this? Travis Kelsey thing. I don't know. But the point of expansion I want to talk about with this particular finals is you mentioned how this is um, the first finals with two yeah. former players as the head coaches. That's been such a huge push over the last, you know, five to seven years since I've been involved okay. in the league of mm -hmm. like getting more coaches, getting more players in the coaching roles. Uh, another big push has just been the immense popularity boom that we yes. talked about throughout the years of doing this podcast. And we've seen grow and grow and this league continue to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, at the center of all of that, at least for me, because I started watching, you know, really intently in like 2018, mm -hmm. is Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Mm -hmm. And that we finally, you mm -hmm. know, have those two as fully formed professionals, fully healthy, not in a bubble. Like in the finals, like ready to go. I feel like this is just a, a great, it's a kicking off, like it's a new so chapter yeah. of the WNBA where we're going to have yeah. expansion to Agreed. allegedly, reportedly San Francisco. And then yeah. allegedly kind of, to, I don't even know if this is allegedly, it's just like Portland. random whispers. Portland is another place I've heard. So, you know, as we expand, it just kind of like, it's crazy to see that expansion might actually be happening. I love after it. Every, after all the years we've talked about it. We have, but I think 
you know, the numbers are off the charts, you know, with viewership, you know, the pre and post game, well, not the post game, but the pregame show, um, being on ABC on Sunday afternoon and uh, primetime on Wednesdays, mm -hmm. I think has really been great leverage for the league and Kathy Engelbert. I mean, she wants the best for the league, but she also wants it to be viable options mm -hmm. and opportunities. So, you know, you have the right investments. We saw what happened in Toronto in the preseason. It was a sellout there with 20,000 people in there. Um, we've seen every other week numbers like through the off the charts, you know, for, mm -hmm. for these games that have been played this season. So I think there is, there's an audience for it. I think there are new fans that are coming to the league because of what the league stands for and the unification of it all. Mm -hmm. I think there's girl power who is turning into women of force and fire and it's really changing the game and don't get me started because I love it. And I think this series is going to be um, something that, that gains traction for this league, much like the 1996 Olympic gold medal team who went through the trenches and sacrificed through um, that those days of where they were overseas playing. That documentary, if you haven't seen it, is, is fantastic. But that tells the story. But I think this is like the next launch point, right? There's been incremental growth um, and exponentially so over the course of the 27, 28 years of the league. But now, you know, with expansion, we're seeing hope for extended expansion. But I think this series with two players <laughs> who have played in the league previously, coaching against one another now, I mean, I think that just tells the storybook of it all. And mm -hmm. I think the league is ready. I think fans are more than ready. Fans are more than ready, um, especially back in the Bay. Um, you know, Sacramento had a team that was great, won a championship in 05. Um, you know, there are, there are people who are, are waiting for a team to go back to Houston. Beyonce, call me girl. Um, but I mean, there, there are so many great things on the horizon for this league. And this is just another one of those points of growth, right? This series mm -hmm. and these expansions, you know, just another jumping off point for this league to continue to grow. And I, I'm just so here for it. Like, I can't even tell you um, how thrilled I am to, to see all these tweets and all these, all these uh, notifications pop up. And they're like, WNBA needs to expand. And then the WNBA responds back, heard you. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm sending eyeball emojis. Like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's, uh... it's exciting. And I it's extremely it. exciting. It's I extremely exciting. Boom, boom, boom. And okay. I would, I mean, I really, I've been dying to go to Portland. Um, although I do not like their men's basketball team at the moment, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but like, like Jimmy fun. Butler's hair, that's the other go ahead. Jimmy, like Jimmy Butler's hair, I'm very emo about it. Um, but let me see. Actually, oh, no, I don't have my cards up. Oh, I was going to, no, I do have my cards at home. Get up. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Get it. I was gonna say like the Portland, the Portland Fire um, have a great yeah. had a great logo, great history. Um, that'd be great if they go back to Portland. That one has not been as ballyhooed. Um, I think you've seen and I've seen um, the tweets about there potentially being an announcement as soon as October fifth, which is tomorrow. Which I don't Ooh. know if that's gonna be in the past, present, or future for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that there there will be an announcement that they're going back to. Uh, Portland Fire, right? I mean, I'm sorry that they're going to San Francisco. Um, and there was that report earlier 
that they had uh, that the Warriors had bought the team, right? Had bought the rights to a team. That's what I saw. I saw that. So looks like that's going to be what we're doing. Going to be the deal. Oh, man. Hey, where is this card? This I is a cool here. one, though. Oh, look but at no. that. Wait, uh, skew it down because there's a little glare on it. Like, there we go. Oh, look at oh, you. Benajelania. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, come on, Gabe. There it is. Talk Jack to me, stop. Gabe. Talk to me, Gabe. Talk. Oh, look at that. There we go, sir. Let's hopefully bring back the Portland Fire as well. I'm a big fan oh, of the logo. Look big fan of Jackie Styles. Oh, no, Christy. I know. Somebody's calling me, Chad. Well, you know, that's a, that's about as good of a time as any to call yeah. it quits. Yeah, no, but oh my gosh, what a great conversation though. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, you got to put those votes up because that was a phenomenal question that I'm still spinning in my head, even right. though I gave an answer for a change, <laughs> but we have to definitely do that. So are we bumping out? Are we bumping out for tonight? We're good. All right. Let's hey, 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 out. it's been a marvelous conversation. You know, I always love chopping it up with you, my friend. Look at Gabe over there preaching tonight, too. He was preaching. I love Absolutely. it. Hey, look, the finals are coming up on Sunday at 3 o'clock on ABC. <clears throat> so make sure you guys tune in and watch that. But we'll be uh, bringing you updates throughout the series. It's a five-game series. And every three days they're going to be playing. So it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, chop it back up with you guys after a couple games in to see if our prognostications come true. But anyway, we don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here. So for Gabe Ibrahim, I'm Christy Winter Scott. Join us next time right here on the Her Who Stats Podcast Network for Courtside with Christy and Gabe. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>